Hello and welcome to episode 51 of the Ambitious Filmmaker Podcast. I'm Caleb. I'm Mark. And I'm Eric. And we're three best friends from high school who have spent the last 10 years in the film industry and realized that freelancing can be a lonely business. So we built the Video Community, a place where filmmakers on all parts of their journey can come together and empower each other's growth and success. In this episode, we interview creative entrepreneur and filmmaker Chris Sand. Chris opens up about lessons learned from her experience in e-commerce the power of niche and its place in building a career. And she talks through some tips and strategies to help you find your purpose. So sit back, relax, and welcome to the Ambitious Filmmaker Podcast. So what our niche is and just to really help filmmakers understand that like they are not alone and that like you can take any path you want into this industry and create it however you want it because there is no blueprint like you can go to school but they're not teaching you the business side of it they're not they're not helping you with your career they're helping you with your skills and that's it and even that's relative right or subjective because i know a lot of top dps and people that are really high up in their craft that they're like literally their entire motto is don't share the knowledge because yeah. then you're going to take away yep. from from our play, right? It's that scarcity mindset. So yeah, 100%. Yeah. Like the yeah. trade secrets, like, no, you know, why would somebody want to tell you how to run a business? Because then you won't be an employee anymore. You know, then you might, oh, you might dare start your own business. <laughs> it's like, yep, that's exactly what we're trying to do out here is like, let people know that like, this is a career. It's not you know, this isn't just some freelancing hobby or a side hustle. Like, you know, I saw what you guys are building, the vision of it. You're very thoughtful and yeah, you guys are good. Oh man, we love hearing that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All those sleepless nights, boys, they were worth it. Finally. Thank God. <laughs> cool. All right, Caleb. All right, we ready to hop into it? Let's do it, man. Beautiful. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Ambitious Filmmaker Podcast. Today, we have Puerto Rican entrepreneur filmmaker, Chris San. Chris, it's good to have you. Thanks so much for having me. I'm extremely excited to be here. So let's not beat around the bush. We know how this podcast opens at this point. We always get the origin story of our guests. So what is the origin story of Chris San? Um, So I would say that mine was a little bit different because I didn't grow up being an artist or considering myself an artist of any form. I was an athlete, basketball my whole life, could have gone pro. That's when the WNBA was like just starting out. So I was like, that's not real basketball, right? Because I wanted to play with the boys. So at 18, that quickly kind of like just I went to college, I had a full scholarship. And that's when I like was introduced to party and and like this whole world and the underground. And so I just went in that world head first, just really crazy. I mean, I, there's a good 10 years where I have no idea what <laughs> happened. Um, and in the middle of all that, I ended up like getting my degree in uh, criminal justice, which had nothing to do because I wanted to be a designer, actually. I wanted to go to school for design. And my mom was like, that's not real. You got to go in. She was paying for it. Right. And this is like back in like 2008. 2007, right? Where, where being a creative, I mean, what is that? That's, that's a poor man's job. And so anyway, so then I was just like, whatever. And I didn't have the confidence in myself to like fight for it. Right. So I just like did whatever. And then I ended up in Austin in 2010 and then, you know, more party for about five years or so. And then at 30, right. Everyone like just gets that 
I don't know what happens. I don't know why this happens. But at 30, it was just like this lightning bulb, this switch went inside of me. It's like God was like, you know, Chris needs to be activated now. And it was like this <laughs> sense of purpose that came over me literally from one day to the next. And it started or manifested itself in a business capacity through um, a clothing brand that I started. And so I quit my job, did the whole thing and, and, you know, sold everything, got into a ton of debt, borrowed all this money. And um, I failed very hard um, for about two years of just doing that. And through that, um, having to market my business, I fell into filmmaking and, the moment that I picked up a camera, I was just like, oh my gosh, like, what is this? What is this thing that I'm losing time with? Like, it's just like everything disappears. I remember my first video on iMovie took me like 24 hours. I literally didn't even sleep. I stayed up all night <laughs> and, and this video sucks, but I was just so proud of it, you know? And yeah. so I just followed that. I was like, okay, well, if I just like get really good at making videos then I'm going to be able to get all the money that I need to make my clothing brand, to make all these different things. And, and that's really how it started. And I've been on that journey, on that hustle 24 seven ever since. Heck yeah. I love that. That was a great story. Honestly, I, I love the truth behind it and all that, but I dig how it came out of another passion. First of all, like probably many of our guests has been born out of something else and they've kind of fallen into video as a, a career as a, a trade and whatnot but I, I specifically love how you mentioned like losing time with that those early edits and whatnot but in a good way like you kind of got lost in it and that's like when you really truly know that you're passionate about something it's like man where did all the time go that was that was fun absolutely so we, let's let's go back to that first like e-commerce brand that you started so you said you said you failed for two years, right? But a big philosophy that we carry on the video community is fail forward. That's one of our big things is failing forward, taking away some lessons from that. So what would you say, even in that e-commerce time, what would you say was one of some of the biggest lessons that you took from that experience that you've been able to implement now that you're in your video career? Man, at strategy, just strategy, just understanding, okay, like this is what I want to do. How does that tie in? Like, how do you bring value? How do you make money? How do you become profitable? How do you grow? Like having a clear understanding of how are you going to get from one point to the next point to the next point versus just being like super optimistic in a naive way where you just think the universe is just going to figure it out for you. No, the universe helps you when you get clear on what you want. So that sense of clarity, I didn't have that because I didn't know what I was doing. So I couldn't ask for help because I don't know what I need help for. And the people that were kind of offering me help as I look back, I was denying that help because I was like, no, you're just trying to dump all over my ideas, man. Like, you're just trying to keep me down here. So, yeah, so de <laughs> definitely that strategy. Good. Knowing your why, right? Like, the universe helps those who help themselves, right? So knowing your why, getting absolutely crystal clear clarity on why you're doing what you're doing and where this passion stems from, that is the key to, like, if you want things to be figured out if you want to know the path to go on like it all starts with that internal knowing of your why so did you have like a moment of clarity like the oh this is it or was this just like a gradual thing over time where you're like oh, okay looking back like now I 
I led to this spot. So <clears throat> I definitely agree with what you just said, Caleb. I think for me, I knew my why. I just didn't know my how. And so my how didn't allow anything to happen. And so when I stumbled, when I started doing camera work and doing the video thing and going that route, I was like, I have to shut this down. There's no way. Like, what am I even putting money into? I just had no idea on how to make that successful. So it, it really happened when I just bled money for two years. I mean, I'm talking about close to $100,000. Like, you know, I traveled to Ireland. I went to web summits. I, I, I mean, I'm telling you, I did so many different things. So yeah, so it just came to that point where it's like, okay, well, I really want this, but I think I could get really good at this. So let me put all of my efforts into this so then it could eventually stem into everything else. I want to ask a, a question about something you said earlier about asking for help, you know, and you're like two years into a failing business and you're just like, I can completely relate to you on that. Like that's, that's how I was with one of my businesses. And I probably, it took me like at least a year and a half of like, I knew I needed help for a year and a half, but I just refused to ask for it. You know, like, why do you think it's so hard for us <laughs> to ask for help? Like just in general, but especially when we know like it, it can actually fix our, you know, our issues and our problems. I think that a lot of the issues is feeling that sense of like understanding and belonging and commonality with the person giving the help. Like, I think that there has to be like that level of chemistry and understanding for it to really be successful, especially if you're being very stubborn about it versus like when you know what you want, like, you know, the average millionaire has seven mentors, right? So everyone that's successful is going to have all kinds of different mentors. You know, mentorship is a very important part for anyone's success. I mean, you cannot do it yeah. without other people helping you. That's a fact. But when you're so young in a venture and you're in that point, which is just like even a teenager, you know, thinking that you're an adult, you know, you yeah. just want to do everything on your so it's the same like kind of mentality. So I just think that it's a part of like when we really find the right people to help guide us and talk in our language that we receive information, then I think it makes it a lot more easier for us to be receptive. I think you're right. Like part of it, I think is for entrepreneurs. Like we feel this is when we, as the video community say, it's a lonely business. Part of it is self-induced loneliness. And we don't talk about that enough. I, I don't think, but it's the truth. Like entrepreneurs, like we're cut different, you know, we're meant for something bigger. You know, our, our path is away from the norm. You know what I mean? And part of it is, I think that we end up isolating ourselves because not that we think we know best because any entrepreneur worth their salt understands the power of mentorship, but like there is like this skepticism to seeking this outside thing when our, we're being preached all the time through Instagram, social websites, books, seminars about like this, like lone wolf hustle 30 hours a day. You know what I mean? You yeah. have to have it all figured out before 7am talk. So it's like, everyone's like locked in in this thing when sometimes the best thing you can do is just reach out. Like I really, really, really need some help. And that's part of, I know in the video community, one of our major goals is, is like like-minded individuals. To me, that's one of the best ways that you can find help is you're finding people in the trenches with you, even if they're just a little further along, like people you can talk to, vent to, people who understand, who can empathize, there's compassion, all these elements that can come together to help you empower each other's growth. So mentorship in a different kind of way, just a camaraderie type thing. So I think it's a multi-layered process. Absolutely. And just to like add on that, the other side of the coin that kind of falls with that too, is when you spend $5,000 on the wrong type of mentorship and then that burns you and yeah. then you're like super jaded and then you're like, oh, but you know, so it's just like, and that's why I say it's about like that right 
so when you find these communities like this and you it's it's about giving people the the opportunity to understand how to properly research how to properly understand what those guidelines you're looking for for yourself so it's a whole bunch of stuff but i agree yeah so khalil gibran in his book the prophet so it's mm-hmm. like a 26 chapter thing and each chapter covers like a, a different like life philosophy topic and one of them's on like knowledge and uh, one of the things that he said and that was essentially that like any true teacher the best thing they can do is not to teach but to bring out the wisdom that's already inside of you when you're seeking mentorship when you when you are seeking someone to learn from really what you should be seeking is someone who sees what's inside of you and shows you how to pull what you already have out yes right like we are all the statue of david right if we're walking around as that marble brick we just need to find someone to help carve out the excess so the art underneath can be revealed. Mm, beautiful. That is the true definition of a mentor. Love that, Caleb. So taking it back to your your journey into video now, um, you know, you you switched from your clothing business, you know, kind of discovered video. And then where have you taken it since? You know, like, do you find yourself in different niches uh, in different areas of the industry? Oh, the elusive niche. Oh, man, that was really hard for me to come to terms with just because, like, I do love so many different things. But I understand the power of niche. So, you know, you, you need to have something that you're known for and to build upon, right? Something that people see you as, like, this, Chris can do this better than anyone else. Um, so I do understand the power of that. Right now, I find myself in the personal development space. So that's kind of like the main stuff that I do produce. It's all, it's basically like I've come up with this kind of new term of like tutorials for the mind, you know, like to me, like I want to feed this soul and the mind of of the creator. Um, There's so many people out there showing you the tools and the latest gadgets and things like that. And so I think that for me, um, I really want to focus on kind of that person because I believe that creativity is a gift that is given to us. It is not something that you can, it is not a skill, it is a gift. And so if you think of yourself as a receiver of that, right, of creativity, then you have to prepare a vessel that can that can receive it, right? So then all of that is your habits and the way that you think and all your character essentially as a human. I love that. Love that. I love that. We have a term we throw around a little bit called holistic filmmaking or creating the holistic filmmaker where it's we agree like you go on youtube it's gear reviews right gear reviews tons of stuff on technique which is all important stuff like don't don't get me wrong i tell you what when i'm looking for a new camera first place i'm going to go is youtube it has its place it is important but uh what we found lacking was mindset approach anything successful always starts in the mind and just there's not enough people talking about that as including an end to our space as, as filmmakers, particularly, or even creative. So it's like, there is such an opening for that to help create this, this holistic filmmaker. So I think that's amazing. I mean, we honestly need more of that. Yeah. It's awesome. We've seen some of your, uh, your videos on your channel and it, they are just awesome. They're beautiful. Um, really trying to help that creative entrepreneur connect better with their mind and their mindset. And, and it's just awesome. Love what you're doing there. What's, sure, the, what's sure. the plan for that channel? Uh, like just long-term. 
So I, I definitely want to put a lot of effort into continuing to de develop the podcast, which is Life Lessons of a Creative Entrepreneur is a super long title, but I feel <laughs> like it's just, it, it's the title. I mean, it's just one of those, one of those things, but I'm super excited about just, I kind of like want that to be one of my marquees because, you know, yeah. I have my personal brand, my production company, and then the e-commerce company. So those are kind of my three branches. And um, so I want that podcast to just be really about that real time journey that I'm on. Okay. So as I, and so think about it, like I'm at the, if you think about it, like I'm at the beginning of my professional journey, like everything that I've done up until here has been to be able to come to a place where I'm confident. I know who I am. I know who I'm serving. I know what I'm doing. That's a long journey just to start. So <laughs> to me, it's been just so powerful. Like one of the other things that I want to do is I, I want to romanticize the process, you know, instead of focusing so much on the result, like this is me failing, getting up, failing, getting up, and then putting it in a way where it resonates. So, so yeah, so it, I have huge plans for it. Well, digging into like the life lesson aspect, like, as you said, you've had quite a journey even just to get to this place. So what would you say has been one of the most pivotal life lessons for you that you can take from your whole life, really, that is setting you up to take these next steps now? I think that, you know, at the end of the day, any transformation is a series of everyday non-sexy things. That's something that I've learned from one of my clients. It's just everyday actions that lead to bigger, bigger actions, but it's really finding, you know, like your dharma, it's finding like the thing that moves you, the thing that sets your soul on fire. And, and if you don't know what that is, then you are spending every waking hour trying to figure that out. You know, that it's either one or the other, either you have it and that's what you're doing and moving towards, or you're spending every waking hour figuring out what that is and your entire life revolves around it. And that's just, I feel like it's, it's the only way. For sure. So for people who are, let's say, finding it, right, they're, they're, they're searching for that, that flame. Would you have any suggestions or tips or exercises that they can kind of start reflecting upon to help them expedite that process or not even expedite, but smooth out that journey as they find their purpose, their dharma, their, their center? Yeah. So I definitely have some, I, I could offer some advice there. First of all, if you're looking to fully transform your entire life, let's say you woke up and you're like, oh man, I'm sick of this life that I'm leading. I just want something completely different. I want to transform every aspect of it. The first thing that you need to do is like anything. You need to take inventory. Take inventory of what's led you here. Take inventory of the people you have in your life. Take inventory of the things that you do on a daily basis. So before you even start doing anything, you need to first understand what it is that you've been doing because most people are kind of just like coasting or sleeping through life right so you first got to understand that and then once you understand that you got to eliminate all the things that don't serve you so ask yourself does this serve me does this serve me does this serve me does this bring out the best in me does this bring you know what I mean so you got to do all that work right that could be a couple of years easy there just just on that right sure. <laughs> like and then once you do that it's just like even like if you have an allergy like if you were to have an allergy what is the first thing that they tell you cut everything and then start introducing things slowly yeah. and then see how your body reacts it's the same thing you just got to start doing that very so it's it's once again romanticize the process it's it's a very long tedious process and so when you start doing that 
um, and experiencing things, right? Once you're kind of clean and you've done all that work, then you got to start just trying everything, just trying everything. And then start taking note, what are the things I resonate with? What are, Because most likely, you know, there might not be something that's specifically for you. That's the thing that you're going to create. That's the thing that you're going to impact with. So yeah, that would be what I would say in that case. Uh, yeah, the the taking inventory definitely can take many years. So, but you know what they say, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is today right now. So get planting that tree. <laughs> if you're if you're still trying to find the forest of your why, it's time to start planting some trees. It's never too so, late. Yeah, it is. It is never too late. And, and honestly, I love that romanticize the process mentality. Um, you know, I, I think that there is like a huge lean into the hustle and grind culture, which like it's good to have work ethic. Like, absolutely. But but I honestly feel like that can lead to burnout if you don't manage it appropriately. But when I think and it's amazing to me, like what vocabulary can do, because but saying something like romanticize the process is like it's taking the ups and downs. And, and, and it is like an adaptation to failure and and pivoting and tweaking when necessary. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a. I'm a big proponent for that, for sure. So, you know, you, you've got this vision of your podcast and, um, you know, your three buckets, your three areas that are, that you're, that you're doing Do you, do you kind of have like an overall vision or a type of impact that you're looking to, to create with all your ventures? Yeah, definitely. I think that everything at the end of the day comes down to serving the creative community in a way that it empowers them to feed their soul right and feed their purpose and so that means through you know not only the work that we do on a personal basis or through the company or through the projects or through the collaborations but it's through the state the spaces that we create the productions that we leave I mean we want to completely change the whole game right because there's no there's decentralization now through the internet distribution is no longer controlled and so now it's like basically yeah you could do and create whatever you want um so we're just right now at that phase where we're creating we're creating those funding avenues those distribution pipelines those that stuff that really helps drive things to happen um so then we can create the projects that we want I mean ultimately I want to be doing I want Shonda land you know when I look at Shonda Rhimes I'm like when I look at Tyler Perry I mean those are people yes. that I'm looking at that I'm like oh these people have created entire worlds and within the worlds so many hundreds of other worlds that all feed each other um and they're serving uh, the creative community in a huge way so that's that's when I look at inspiration I look at them yeah, power to the creator, right? Like, I, and uh, this is when the advents, I think the amazing things about technology is like 20 years ago, what we're doing now wouldn't really have been possible, you know? And it's just amazing the the gifts that we, that we have now, the power, YouTube University, right? Decentralized education, uh, studio grade cameras in the palm of your hand. A somewhat affordable price, the things we can do, like the more opportunities to create today than ever before. And that's, that's so, so powerful. And leaning into that, like, you know, even looking at your bio where it's like one of your big things is, is creating safe spaces for creators to develop. So uh, how are you developing and curating these, these spaces for creatives and, and filmmakers to come together to safely grow uh, with each other? 
So I think the, well, for me, obviously, because of the phase that I'm in, which is a pretty baby one still, I'm doing that through my productions, through my teams. I have a team of three editors um, that, that I work with on a daily basis. Um, I'm doing that every time where we do a production or a project, uh, you know, so it's just like, th- I think that the best way that you can do it is like, understand that, okay, we need to come to a result. And that result is important for us to get repeat clients, for us to get, you know, to grow in our craft, to grow in our reputation and get bigger, bigger projects. But the process of getting to that result is equally as important, if not more important. So that to me, when I'm going to set, like when I go, this is very interesting because one of the ways that I've been able to go on other people's sets that I love to do, by the way, the the role that I love to do the most when I'm in other people's productions is behind the scenes. I love to be a behind the scenes shooter for other people's sets. I love to be able to just highlight the creator and highlight that process and then gift them this video of like, this is how I see you. This is how I see your work. And it's so beautiful and impactful and amazing. And, and so things like that, that's a huge, like for that 20 people or 15 people or 10 people, that video is like, look, mom, this is what I do. Yes. This is, this is it because you're not, you don't understand it, you know? So that those are little ways that are just like very powerful ways that you can impact your creative community without it being like a big thing. Wow, I have never heard someone describe behind the scenes so beautifully. Yeah, that that, that is amazing. And it, it's a reflection of the power of perspective. You know, when you're caught up in the act of creation, I feel like sometimes when you you can lose yourself in it. So for somebody to come in and be like, well, I still see you and I see what you're doing. And you can get that fresh set of eyes. What a powerful thing. Well, like a picture's worth a thousand words, right? So a video's got to be worth millions upon millions. So being able to give someone a video showcase, like this is the creative process. What a powerful tool. Yeah, I love that. Absolutely. The behind the scenes, never heard it described that way either, but it's, it's just so cool. Like it's just empowerment. Like you're empowering these people to just know what their, their power actually is. And I love how you said, just how, how you see them, you know, and a lot of us don't get the chance to see like how other people see us. And that's kind of sometimes the hard part for creators is like, we want recognition, but it's like, you, you don't get that that often, especially from people that you really truly want it from like your family and friends and um, who aren't really in this world. And having that kind of piece of content to, to show is is always nice. And to know that there's people out there like you who actually are like super passionate about delivering that to creators is really cool. Yeah. And plus like something for me is it's behind the curtain, right? Like the wizard of Oz, you know what I mean? You, the curtain is pulled back. I mean, you see these amazing things being built and for a young creative, you're like, how the hell am I ever going to reach that level of mastery? So when someone comes in and shows behind the curtain, humanizes the process all of a sudden these things become infinitely more attainable because now we can see it's like it's not actual magic it's just tips tricks techniques smoke and mirrors like you can build this too so what i the power perspective taking it back to like doing what you're passionate about what lights your you know your heart on fire and like 
what gets you out of bed every day. It's like, I, I love the way that you describe that because for a lot of people thinking of like, oh, behind the scenes video or behind the scenes photo is like a, a lesser type of job because you're not the one in front of the camera. But like what the way that you're talking about and describing it is really just like, no, I love it. Like this is the like the height of, of what I get to do because I get to live in my space that that lights me up. You know, I get to live in that zone of passion to, to be able to highlight someone else's story and to really like elevate them and show, to show them that, that different perspective that they're not used to, which is awesome. I think it's the most powerful. Number one, you get all access to the set. Who, who, what other role gives you all access to all parts of it? I mean, think about Seriously, it, right? Yeah. <laughs> You're the most creative. You can create whatever, right? Cause that nobody's like, Oh, this has to be this way. This has to be the other way. Right. It's just, there's so much creative freedom there. I mean, I love it. I've always, I'm telling you from the very first set that I was on, I came on as a behind the scenes shooter. And from that moment, I was like, this is phenomenal. And there's no way that I'm not ever going to allocate budget to a behind the scenes crew um for my own personal sets um so it's it's so great i love it. i tell you what we could have used you two days ago (laughs) (laughs) now we know yeah right now now uh now we know well you know uh we talked a little bit about this in the pre-roll and i don't know if you're ready to talk about it much publicly yet but you're starting up another e-commerce brand another clothing line yes you want to dive into that Sure. Uh, so I've been dreaming about uh, obviously a clothing brand ever since I stopped doing the first one. So it's been about four years where I almost think about it every single day. And um, this one actually came about in a really interesting way because it was I had just gotten introduced to Clubhouse and I started getting on there and just kind of hearing and oh my gosh, I mean, Clubhouse, I know that everyone's like, oh, the hype of it or whatever, but it's just like, it's, it, you're a fly in the wall, right? You're in a fly in the wall in these situations where you get access to these people that have built ridiculous empires. You get the behind the curtain of it, right? How they're doing it. You see all the people that are so eager to give advice because what, what is the one thing that every successful person says? Like money's not everything, money's not everything, right? And, and the reason why is because that sense of community, that sense of purpose, that's way more valuable than money could ever be so anyway so then being in clubhouse that just like through that I was like man like okay so I know I want to serve creators and I know I want to do merch so merch for creators literally that is how it came about and then the first thing that I did was go on Namecheap and I was like okay is it available I hope it's available and it was available so yeah so merch for creators i'm i'm wearing um one of the hats that that would that we're testing out to sample hat um i don't know if you can see the logo very well but it has like basically like the little lines of like the heartbeat and each heartbeat has like an icon from a creator whether it's a computer microphone you know a camera all that kind of stuff so i'm really targeting all kinds of creators and our and we're creating the first like kind of wave of it is going to be towards three creators types of creators going to be the newbie the professional and the activist so those are going to be the three type of creators that we're going to be targeting creating merch for Heck yeah. yeah oh my gosh yeah no i'm i'm super stoked because it's just it's also a way to like connect with more creators 
and like highlight creators and do all that, which is like what I'm very passionate about. Um, and yeah. the and the fourth, like, so it, I told you we're going to be targeting three different types of creators, and then there's going to be a fourth design that's going to be for a featured artist, whether they're a muralist or they're even just a speaker. They could be a speaker creator, and then we use some of your words or whatever frames you have, and then put. You know what I mean? So. Dude, so much stuff yeah. that we're, yeah, I, oh my gosh, I'm over the moon about it, and uh, I can't wait till it starts rolling out. Oh, That's man. so exciting. I don't, I'm smelling a collab down the line here. Oh, so. you already know it. <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait to get that conversation started at some point in the future. <laughs> but in the meantime, Chris, as we always like as we're wrapping down the podcast, what is one piece of advice? that you would give to any filmmaker, either just starting on the path or early on? I would say start planting the tree now. It takes 10 to 20 years for you to get anything worth done, for you to see anything truly worth it grow. So start putting the investment now because the earlier you start, the earlier you'll be able to start seeing that tree grow. And I, I promise you that when you put in the work, you put in the investment, you stay true to yourself no matter how much you fail. It's always going to be worth it. And Chris, how can people follow your adventures? How can they stay up to date on your merch line? How can they see the latest and craziest BTS that you're putting out, YouTube channel? <laughs> how can people follow you? So I think on YouTube, it's going to be hard for them to follow me just because I don't even have my own URL link yet. That's just how baby phases we are. Yeah, same. But, uh, yeah, but Instagram for sure. I mean, Instagram's the best way. I, I link to my latest podcast on my bio. And um, that's kind of where I, I share the most about what's going on in my life. Um, and so I'm actually... I have a really dope redesign um, in the making um, that we're almost done with. So I'll be, I'll be definitely changing my aesthetic here in the near future. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna be gearing up to to share a lot of a lot of value uh, with the community. Heck yeah, awesome. So for all of you out there, remember romanticize the process. Know your why. Give this woman a follow. She's got some crazy cool stuff up her sleeve. All of you stay safe. And we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Ambitious Filmmaker. Have something you want us to talk about? Interested in chatting with like-minded filmmakers? Join the conversation over at our free Facebook group and subscribe to our Instagram. Just search the video community. We'll see you next time. And remember, always be creating.